Connection is critical. What can we do about it? Let's move from education and concepts into tangible tips and actionable ideas. First that we have to offer is connection journaling. Knowing what you need so you can build more of it. When we talk about connection, a lot of times the first thing people go to is, well, I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert and kind of put ourselves into these boxes of whatever we've learned with these personality types and labels. That can be really helpful to know, but we'd offer one additional tool to really get individually personalized in how you approach connection. Taking inventory on what specific situations best foster connection for you so you can put intent into proactively prioritizing and building those into your life. A lot of us go through life so quickly that much of how we experience things becomes a blur. When it comes to social connection, this can be a challenge because it means we don't really get a chance to investigate and identify what building blocks of situations foster the best quality connection for us as unique individuals. Once a week over the next month, we'd ask you to carve out about 15 minutes to complete what we're nicknaming connection journaling. Basically, taking stock of each connection situation you had with others, whether it was a meeting or a conversation with your friend or dinner with your family, and rank it on two qualities, connection and energy, assessing for each situation. One, did you feel more connected or disconnected? And two, did you feel more energized or tired? Try to get specific with what components were in these situations so you can begin to draw trends and correlations. Maybe you find that you feel connected and energized when you're able to maintain a meaningful connection with someone new, but you feel disconnected and tired when there's a lot of small talk and interruption. In this case, maybe you can make adjustments to what types of gatherings you organize or attend, or maybe you just learn to guide your conversations more towards meaning and away from surface level. For example, if you are in a situation where you just started getting into a good conversation and another person walks up, you can welcome them and say, we were just talking about X, Y, Z. What's your perspective or experience on this? Instead of letting a newcomer immediately steer the conversation back to surface level, what do you do for a living type talk? Additionally, you can use this information to help order and sort your social activities. If you know status meetings are disconnecting and tiring for you, then try to schedule them between two activities that fuel you up, like a one-on-one -on -one or even doing 10 jumping jacks before the next meeting. If you know going to couples therapy in your personal life is connecting, but can be tiring because it takes so much engagement and energy, then schedule something that helps you recharge right after. How about tips for navigating remote connection? Let's go through our top tips for fostering connection in remote world. First is to prioritize open-ended conversation that fosters sharing. Open-ended questions that let people share will really foster conversational comfort and flow because it lets people be themselves, feel safe, and that will help you in turn feel more comfortable and safe. A few basic examples. Tell me about yourself or saying, how did you experience XYZ or asking what's been the best and worst part of your week? You could maybe even have a list of your go-to questions on hand, like 
What do you like to do for fun? Or what's your favorite comfort food, movie, or routine? And what memories do you associate with it? Second, structure time to go beyond the surface. A lot of remote world will involve cutting to the chase of operations or work, which can be really efficient, but can leave a lot of us missing the more meaningful bits of connection we used to have in person at the office. If we're missing that in remote life, find ways to structure time for that. For example, at work, at the beginning of each weekly team meeting, start with an individual check-in of how people are feeling, what they need, and what they can offer. Or come up with a list of fun personal questions that allow people to share. Maybe crowdsource from your team or from a game like Big Talk. And either start with that each meeting or even dedicate a weekly meeting that's just for connecting as humans in that way. Third, get creative. Try to create connection opportunities that would feel fun, whether in a remote or in-person world. Do a virtual workout together and make a smoothie afterwards while you chat and debrief. Use technology to buy each other a coffee and then hop in the car to jump on a video chat while you sip on the coffee. Get three types of your food delivered to each of you and go through a taste test or judge the food together just for fun. And if you don't feel creative, ask the person in your life who is and can help you come up with ideas. When it comes to in-person connection and maybe figuring out how to reintegrate into in-person situations, first tip we'd offer here is to figure out how you can navigate any social nerves with care. For some of us who have social nerves, sometimes we get comfortable being alone for a bit, but then we hit a wall and want connection, but feel the nerves come on and that keeps us really on the fence. A few things we'd offer here. Practice self-compassion and care. Take things at your own pace too. If it's been a long time since you were social, start small and check in before you keep going to make sure you are pursuing the kind of connection that's nourishing to you. Somewhat referencing back to our connection journaling activity, know how social situations impact you and create what you need. If you know one-on-one -on -one familiar connection is most comfortable, start there as a warm-up before you jump into big group gatherings. Also, equip yourself with some of the tips we are offering here around conversational prompts and body language to make you feel empowered and steady. Lastly, if you feel like you're struggling and need some additional support here, seek that out, such as in the form of a trusted friend or psychologist or therapist. Another tip we'd offer here is open conversation and body language. The tips we shared about open-ended questions that foster sharing apply greatly in person too. In addition, also focus on body language that fosters safety and sharing. We as humans tend to mirror each other's body language, so it's important for us to be aware of and showing welcoming body language. Avoid crossing your arms and instead rest them at your side, or if that feels too uncomfortable and you need to have your hands together or holding something, at least rest them downward and not in front of your chest, which can signal tensing and closing off connection. Rest your shoulders back and lift your chest up instead of slouching or hunching, which communicates a lack of energy or openness. Relax your face muscles, unfurl your brow, let your eyes relax, unclench your jaws, and keep a soft smile on. 
maintain eye contact. And if that tenses you up, take a break by looking up just for a second, like a, hmm, let me think about that expression instead of looking down, which can really signal disinterest or disconnection. If all of this sounds unfamiliar, practice in front of a mirror, play some music you love and just pretend until you feel comfortable. Bottom line here, the more we can communicate openness with our words and body language, the more others will mirror that, which creates a two-way environment for us to connect in. Another tip, find ways to move together. Don't forget that connection isn't just sitting and talking. You can move together too. Take a walk with someone, play in a sporting activity or game, take a workout or dance class together. Frisbee golf or disc golf has been a favorite of mine even through the pandemic because you're outside, spread apart, but can still be together. Research not only shows a myriad of well-being benefits from physical activity, but it also shows that when we move together with other humans, that can help us feel more trust and connection with others. Now, I'd ask you to press pause and take a few moments to jot down or plan out one way you're going to try one of these tips or ideas this week.